0: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: you are tuned into another episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our show. I am joined by a man with stories galore. Don Reed is one of the original members of the Statler Brothers. Without a doubt, country music's most beloved vocal group, inductees of the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. The Statler Brothers are the most award-winning group in country music. They also remain one of the most prolific as recording groups. Don Reed was the main songwriter of the Statler Brothers. And these days, Don Reed continues to write, but has shifted his focus to books. The latest book is an inside look at the great recordings of the Statler Brothers. I'm holding into my hands right now. The Music of the Statler Brothers, an anthology. It is a song-by-song chronicle. Mr. Reed, thank you for being here.
0: Paul, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me this morning.
1: It's a pleasure. So, I have been enjoying the book, and I have to say, the one thing about this book is you must pause every now and then, because every now and then you feel a yearning to listen to the song or the recording in question. So what did you learn about the Statler brothers? I know you are a founding member of the group, but is there something you learned from the process of writing this book?
0: That's an interesting question, Paul. Uh, yes, I did. So much of this music I had not heard since the album came out, which might have been 1965 or 1972 or whenever it might have been. Because I, I listened to it, and through the years you hear a few songs, but to sit down and listen to the music and listen to it song by song, it had been 25, 30 years easily with a lot of these things. Quite frankly, what I discovered about the Stouters, I found that I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. It was all so much business when we were doing it, and we were involved in this album and then getting ready to do the next album and then and the next tour. When I wrote this in retirement, I was able to sit down and listen to each song comfortably and casually, and I really enjoyed the music, and that made me feel good down inside.
1: Always a difficult question for any recording artist, but now that you've taken a look at all of your work, was there one particular record, either studio or live, that really, really stood out to you and made you think, okay, now this one might be the pick of the litter?
0: Well, to, to, say, to come up with one would be difficult, but I did find this a number of times, that I would listen to these album songs, and I would think, wow, that should have been a single. It was the right time, if it, if it had been the right time. But there's so many things that go into picking a single off of an album. But I feel like maybe we overlooked some really good songs and some really good arrangements that would have been another hit for the Statlers. But so be it. That's how it was meant to be. And I don't look back with regrets, understand, just with a renewed interest in how it might have been or this or that. So, yeah, I found things that I liked that I didn't think I liked that much. And it was um, it was revealing and fun for all
1: of that. Having written so many songs, when you went to writing books, was that a difficult transition? Was it natural? How did that feel for you?
0: (laughs) Well, no, it was a little difficult. I had trained myself all of my professional life to tell a story within three minutes and make it rhyme. That's what a songwriter does. And then when we retired, and I got to writing books, and this is like my ninth book, I think, and all of a sudden an editor said something to me that really was eye-opening. He said, you know, you got 300 pages to tell your story now instead of three minutes. And I had to readjust my thinking and say, yes, I do. I have more time now. I can be more detailed. I can be more colorful. I can be whatever I need now that I have more freedom and more time to do it so going from three minutes to 300 pages it's a jump and it was certainly <laughs> fun to do It was certainly certainly nice to do but it had some adjustments to make
1: there's a name I would like to mention he is uh-huh. a legendary guitarist has produced some great great records he was kind uh-huh. enough to be a guest on this show and I'm hoping you can talk a little bit about this man Mr. Jerry Kennedy, whom you mentioned at the beginning of the book in a dedication.
0: Uh, Yes, I dedicated the book to Jerry. Jerry is one of the oldest friends we have in the music business, and he and I still talk to this day. We talk on the phone about once every couple of weeks, long, sometimes we'll go a couple of hours and just talking and reminiscing. So he's a great friend. Jerry was the beginning of what the Stuntler brothers were in the studios. We had, as anyone who reads the book will see, our first five years in the business were with a label that we were not comfortable with. And Jerry was over playing on some of the sessions as a guitarist. And we got to know him that way. And by the time our contract was up and we were looking for a new home, uh, he was head of Mercury Records across the street. And we went over to him and Jerry gave us the total freedom to record our own music, songs that we had written, record them the way we wanted to, and then he put the polish on it in the studio and as a producer. And without him, there would not have been a of Brothers, and we are just so thankful to him personally and professionally. I can't say enough of good things about this guy. He's super.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about what your takeaway was From your experience with meeting and working with the late, great Johnny Cash.
0: Now, John was our total beginnings. He hired us for eight and a half years on a handshake. We were there with him. He did all of his tours, all of his records, television shows, everything. And he saw something in us that we were certainly glad that he did. And he gave us an opportunity, got us our first record deal, and put us in front of millions of people over all those years. And we were just so thankful for what he had done for us professionally. He was also a good friend. We uh, spent a lot of time together through all those years. And he was our beginnings, and he was our basis for what we did in the business. We watched John, and we learned so much from him as to what to do and what the business was all about. And there again, there again, I talk about Jerry, and I talk about John, and because we were so associated with such good people, and we were just blessed. The Lord smiled on us, and we were blessed with so many good people surrounding us.
1: When I was reading this book, I, I told you about how I-, I found myself, I would read a little and I would think, Oh, I don't know that song. Let me, let me look this up or, Oh, wow. Yeah. I know this one. I, I want to hear it. I had this idea about you that when you were writing this, that, the, <laughs> that I, I just pictured you kind of sitting at a desk writing and also kind of listening along. What was the process of bringing so many songs from the speaker? From the record onto the page, how did you do it?
0: Well, I sat down at the computer here in my office where I am right this minute, and I sat down and I put each uh, CD in as I wrote about it. And I I would listen to it song by song. And as I did, I listened to it with an ear that I'd never listened to it before because usually I was listening as a business uh, component. Now I was a fan. I was wanting to hear what the fans were hearing, and but then I was trying to remember what we did and why we did it and how we did it, and so it was a kind of a nice revelation to me. And I listened to each one and I took notes about it, and then I just went to the computer and I sat and I wrote about each song and what memories those songs conjured up as I did listen to them and begin to write about them. And it was, no, um, oh, it was a great. It was a great experience, and my wife would walk by the door sometimes and just come in and sit down and listen to the music with me. And then when the album was over, she'd get up and leave, and I'd go right. So (laughs) she enjoyed it, too.
1: What have you found that the reaction has been from fans of the Statler Brothers about this book?
0: It has been, oh, wow. They've just been raving about it, and I'm so pleased, and it just makes my heart bubble over because they have accepted it so well and said, said such wonderful things about it. And I hear from all of these fans that have read the book. I'm hearing exactly what you're saying. They said, we sit and we read a page, and then we go to YouTube. And then we read another page, we go to YouTube. Or we go to their shelf and get all pulled down an album, and they're even playing 33s and a thirds from the old days, and cassettes and all kinds of things that they're that's in their collection. And so they're they're enjoying it, too, just the same way I enjoyed it as I wrote it. And that makes my heart feel good.
1: I was asking you earlier about if there was perhaps a recording of the Statler Brothers that maybe stood out to you. But from the songs that you have written, and this is, I'm sure, also probably hard to pin down, is there a song that you have written that you are the most proud of? I'm
0: proud of so many of them were given to me and allowed, the Lord allowed me to write them and gave me the ideas and the words. But I think one, and I talk about this in the book, there was one on a later album, right now I can't remember what album. I'll just open the book to it. It was on All American Country. No, it wasn't. I'm looking at the wrong title. It's It's called More Like My Daddy. It's called More Like My Daddy Than Me. And I wrote this about going to high school banquets, sports banquets, as a father, and then remembering how it was as a student. That one is very, very special to me. It's very personal, and I just thought it came off kind of um, kind of surprised me how well it came off. And I'd have to pick that as one of my favorites, yeah.
1: The world of music lost a, a great, great artist, and I'm just hoping you can tell us a bit about your brother, Harold What he meant to you and and what he means to music.
0: He meant the world to me. We uh, grew up together and we were brothers and we were as close as brothers can possibly be. And it was a huge loss to me personally. It was a huge loss to me professionally. And I know the world felt it because he was a great talent, great bass voice, and a funny man, a natural comedian. And uh, all the fans, all the Sattler fans loved him dearly. We depended on him so much for all the humor and for the music that he also brought to the group. And it was a great loss for me and his family. And he was sick for the last few years. And we knew it was coming, but it doesn't make it any easier. And he is missed. He was missed then. And I can truthfully say I miss him a little bit more every day. And I um I love him as much as I ever did and always will. And without him, the Statler brothers would have been a whole different ball of wax because he brought he brought a humor and he brought a liveliness to the group that just other groups don't have. He was special
1: and always will be. We are sorry for your loss. I was mentioning all of these honors. The Statler Brothers are one of the most awarded groups ever. They're in the Country Music Hall of Fame, the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. There have been Grammys, but what would you say, you Don Reed? What are you the most proud of?
0: Of the awards, of anything? Well, you know, being able—you know—I said one time, and I think I said it in the song, but we were. Afforded our popularity and our career afforded us the opportunity to meet so many of our heroes. That's what made me happiest probably through the career. Say I'm proud of that. I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm happy. We got to meet people that we would never have met before, but heroes from our childhood, presidents, and, and just everything that everybody that you wanted to meet, and we, we were there, all of our heroes. So that was important to me. But as far as if I, if I wanted to single out an award, I'll be honest with you. The uh, Country Music Hall of Fame kind of uh, hit us the hardest. Our career was over. We'd retired. We had never thought about are we going to be in the Hall of Fame. This had never really crossed our mind until we got the call that day and all that process had happened. And unbeknownst to us, they said you're in the Hall of Fame and you have your ceremony in so many months. That was a shocker, and that was a capper to the whole career, and it probably means the most, the deepest.
1: I want to call the attention of the listeners to donreid.net, D-O-N-R-E-I-D.net. And speaking of the Country Music Hall of Fame, there's a great picture on the website. It shows you with all of your family at the Country Music Hall of Fame. You're all in there gathered together. And I just thought, wow, that must have felt great for you to be there with your family.
0: You know, Paul, I I blogged about that when it happened. That was about three years ago. My grandchildren, they'd never been to Nashville. And so we all, the family went down and, and the grandkids along. And I spent about a week there. No, not a week, more like three days there with them. And it was like my two worlds had come together, my professional world and my private world with my family and my grandchildren. And we were all there together and at the Hall of Fame and at so many of the places I showed them where we recorded and where we did this and that and the Opry House and what have you. And it was like my two worlds came together and it was almost more than the heart could stand. It was such a personal and overwhelming moment. Through, uh, in my life uh, It was a great day
1: There's a lot of great blogs on there But one of the things uh, I I got Is your, your interest And your desire to always be uplifting And inspirational in nature And you want to talk about a time When we need inspiration uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit About what you think The best way for us in your opinion, to weather this storm of 2020?
0: Well, 2020 has hit everybody hard in so many ways. And I am a religious person. I'm a Christian. And that's where I draw my strength. I um, have been involved in the church all of my life. I'm a Sunday school teacher. to even do some pulpit supply. And so that's where I draw my strength from the Lord. And where you need to go because you you don't see it around you in the world the world has become has become such a, a everything's divided everything is opinionated everybody's got a cause everybody's got a fight and we just want some peace and normalcy and that's where you find it and now we even can't even get out to find that as a church group or as um as a community group because you can't get together anymore So we got to find it personally, and you got to find it in your heart. And that's just all I can say is we just have hope and say a few prayers.
1: I know that there's a lot of people who are listening who are big fans of the Statler Brothers, and I'm just hoping that you can address the audience, anyone who's out there. What would you say to anyone who's tuned in?
0: Today? Yeah, uh, I would I would say what I just said about you know finding it in your heart, but I would say be tolerant, be understanding, show some empathy. No matter where you are, what side you think you are on, whether it's political, whether it's religious, whether it's liberal or conservative, wherever you are, just stop and think: where can we find a peaceful point here, a reasonable point here? You don't have to win every argument. You don't have to win every battle, but you have to survive. And we got to tolerate one another and love one another and get along. And that's what. And then that sounds so shallow. Get us just get along. (laughs) So shallow to say. But it's really when you consider what it means, it's very much. It's very deep in the heart.
1: Well, Mister Reed. Thank you very much for writing such a great book about the Statler brothers and their recorded discography. And thank you for joining us here on the Paul Leslie Hour.
0: I've enjoyed it, Paul, and I appreciate it. We'll talk again.
1: All right, sir. Until next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Paul Leslie Hour, hosted, written, and produced by Paul Leslie. Intro theme song, Alexander's Ragtime Band, Written by Irving Berlin, performed by Dan Barrett. Outro Scatting G Things, improvised, performed, and produced by John Goodwin. Until next time. Goodbye.